Hello everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. And I am Will. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We've never done that before. Uh-uh. It was brand new. Yeah, we are tired. Oh yeah, for sure. You're all hot. Yeah. I get your face all we're, red. We're right in between. Where are we right now? Uh, this is the beginning of June. Um, it's like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I have picked you up from the boat access, and we are doing a podcast in my truck. We have to be done by five, because <laughs> you've got more you customers go fishing again. Yeah, I, I have not been home before like ten o'clock <laughs> in the last like three weeks. Yeah. So after this, I'm gonna go home and mow the lawn, and hopefully, I got enough gumption to. The dishes. Dude, I get kind of excited for that. I feel like that's a sign I'm an old guy. I like had some time yesterday morning. I'm like, all I want to do is mow, do some dishes, return some emails. <laughs> <laughs> like I was pumped about it. Oh man. Yeah, getting old. This this grind is good though. Oh for sure. This is a this is a fun time of year. And if you're thinking about, you know, when to come up and fish. Like, this is a good time for anyone to be up here on any of these lakes around here. Yeah. Yep. And you can do, literally, like, anything right now. If you want to, hey, you want to go catch walleyes? We can go catch walleyes. If you want to go find some flatfish, mm-hmm. go find some flatfish. Yeah. They're biting all over the place. I think they are. The hard thing is, when people ask me, I'm like, I think they're biting really good. I don't know, because I'm catching walleyes. Right, right. If they ain't got teeth, I'm right. not real concerned. Not, not yet. Not yet, but soon, maybe. This week, we are going to talk about our week in review, which involved the Leech Lake Tournament. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta cover it. I uh, know. We both have pain, different uh, types of pain. Uh, um, then what else? Um, how did, uh, we're going to talk about tips for like this week to kind of get ahead and stay ahead of the game. Right. Um, like, maybe try something that's, you know, you would for sure do later. Yeah. Now. Like a jig in a minnow is probably going to catch a pile of fish this week. Doesn't mean... It's definitely waning, though. Yeah. And and maybe you can make a day and feel real clever by trying something that's more of a midsummer tactic just Boom. a hair earlier. Boom. Um, going to talk about some 2D uh, sonar tips for the type of structure that a lot of people fish this time of year, which is offshore stuff, hard bottom Fish should mark real easy, but there's a few nuances to it that we'll give you some help with, and then uh, give you a, a, a weekend preview. And then Dan's going to go fishing. Then I'm going to go fishing. Yep. I'm going to mow the stupid grass. <laughs> Let's hear from our sponsor, Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. So, um, we fished this, like, Leech Lake tournament out of Walker. Uh, it's known as, like, just the Leech Lake walleye tournament. It's the classic. But to me, it's the classic, baby. Yeah. Oh. Super fun. It was a blast. Yeah. All right. I'll do mine, then you do yours. Yeah. We'll, we'll end the heartbreak at the end. Okay. Day one, day one, wind was blowing pretty good. I ran home, I ran to the east, had just a nightmare of a week learning, leading up to the tournament with boat issues, but I've told that story enough to people I don't want to tell it anymore. Boat was up and running, 
Ran all the way over to the east. Plan was to fish some shallow, sneaky fish. And I, they were sneaky. It totally worked. Nobody knew they were there for about eight minutes until Matt and I caught, like, six right away. <laughs> um, so we fished some shallow some shallow um, rock fish right away, pitching jigs at the rocks, and caught a pile of them right away. We had, a, we had our full box by 8.30. Took us, took us about... 40 minutes to run out there we started fishing at eight o'clock so half hour to run out there we had our box filled with a 24 and a half and some okay keepers upgraded our keepers uh, in that same spot lost matt lost a big then like I, how big he lost like a okay big he like said a 25 was, yeah and then i i had a i had a big girl on and i lost her like six feet under the boat oh like i usually oh i usually just like it when when one comes unbuckled i just sort of like turn away and then get right back to it you know like take one little second to to say a bad word this time i was swinging rods i was holding my head for a little while and this other boat, he he saw it and he was sort of shaking his head you know not in like a right like oh you poor guy And then 10 minutes went by, and they caught a pig. And I don't know if he was joking or not, but the guy said that fish had two shiners in its mouth. No. <laughs> Which I didn't really need to hear. Oh, no. So anyway, we were one one big short, ran to a couple different spots, didn't feel real good about them, went back. At 2 o'clock, Matt caught a 25 and 3 quarter, and we had the conversation. We had We sat down and said, is this it? Is this what we... Are we done? And we sort of logicked it out and decided that, yes, we were done. Mostly because if we were done then, it made day two interesting. We didn't know what everybody had, but we'd know, we know we knew we'd for sure be, like, right. in the mix. So that's it. We, we run in early, quit at about two, weigh in at three, and uh, weighed 14.9, got a dead fish penalty. Which bummed us out because they were for sure alive in our live well. Like, oh, pretty, no. Like, for sure healthy kickers. Matt sat in the tank for about 15 minutes before he could weigh in. We got no. A, we got a dead fish penalty. Oh. Anyway, we ended up, we were in 25th after day one. Day two, uh, dead calm. We knew it was going to be a tough day, but I had a plan for it. Um, we did the shallow stuff right away. Got a 24 and a half right away, like, real quick. And one, one keeper, and bailed at about nine thirty, knowing that it was going to be the short, the shallow stuff was probably going to be short lived. Went and fished some deeper humps that had been filling up with fish on leech, and by deep, deep I mean they top out at seventeen to twenty or something like that, and we power bobbed them. That was the plan was to bobber fish them, and because I had been out there and couldn't get those fish to bite on a calm day, and tried the bobber thing and it worked. We had three fish off our first hump in about 15 minutes. Um, two of them came with the bobber. One of one of the times I just had my bobber out of the water. I was doing something, and there was a mark right underneath the boat. Dropped a jig wrap right on the thing's face. Another 24 and a half. That's at 10 o'clock. <laughs> 10 o'clock, we catch second big of day two and weigh them. One of them weighed five ounces more than the other. Matt and I are flying high, 10 o'clock, plans working. We can do better. So we let that we let the small twenty-four and a half go. Power Bob the whole afternoon, catch a bunch of fish, nice keepers. All of them were 
Well, we had a 19 and a quarter and two 19 and three quarters. Oh, nice. Uh, 24 and a half. And uh, never got another big. Really, really full of regret about my decision making. In the moment, we were sure it was right. We were like, this is it. This was the right decision. We've got something going that's good. But I think if we had done the same thing where we paused and logicked it out, you know, like think it through, we had nine pounds in bigs. We, uh, we did feel good about getting our unders. Those 19s and change off those humps, they're two and a half pounds. Seven and a half pounds, that's, at, that's 16 and a half pounds. Right. If I had done the math, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think I was just a little too young and ambitious. In the moment. That, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. So we finished in 24th or 25th. I can't remember now because I think one team dropped out or something. Um, we were 0.2 pounds away from the money. Remember day one with the dead fish? Mm-hmm. That's 0.3 pounds. Oh, no. Dead fish penalty paycheck. If we kept that 24 and a half, we were in fifth place. Bad choices. Made some bad, well, we made one bad choice. We made the right choice day one, a bad choice day two. What I should have been able to do is look at the day and say, like, this is a tough day to fish. Collectively, for 155 boats, this is going to be a really tough day. And I, I, we didn't... We didn't do that. We were feeling good. Should have been thinking about what everybody else was doing. But you. So, but also, to that point, you can't worry about anybody else that day. And during a tournament, you can only do your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you thought, okay, as because you know off those humps, you've caught some nice ones out there. Yeah. But I didn't get a ton of time to pre-fish them. You did, and you were pretty sure your bigs were going to come shallow. That's true. And I like you told me that, which should have been another hint to me, like, yeah, he's not catching a lot of bigs out here. You know, I'd, I'd only had one day to pre-fish the humps, and a lot of them I just drove to see if there were fish there right. a lot of the time. Anyway, it was super fun. We had a great time. Caught a bunch. No complaints. No regrets. No regrets. <sighs> do you want to take a break before you do yours? You know what? I'd rather just get it over with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Apologize ahead of time. Um, I'm, it's going to get loud. There might be some profound language. Profound language. Um, no, I'm going to try not to. <laughs> I'm going to try and stay calm. But it's, uh, it's a bit of a sore subject. <laughs> um, so day one. Uh, so I, for one, have the smallest boat in the fleet, just so everybody knows. It's um, a good one, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good boat, man. Oh, dude, it's a doozy. It's a fish catcher. Yeah, I like it. So, day one. Um, wind's blowing strong out of the west-northwest. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, strong. Takes us a long time to get out to the... Because I went to the east side as well. Mm-hmm. I got to an area where, as, you know, when the wind blows, usually there's not a ton of people there. But it's usually really good. Yeah. And... The wind, like, the wind needs to be there usually. I've never caught them when it's not windy. And it... It needs it, to blow hard. Right. And it's not a very fun place for folks who are a little unsure about big water to, you, to be. You gotta wind. be tight. Yeah. And it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that much fun when you're playing battle boats. Mm-hmm. So, we went out there, and I watched Bob Land. Well, we ended up catching three on the 
on that spot, the shallow rocks. And I watched Bob catch like a dozen. <laughs> and I'm like, and no, we're not going to out Bob on his own spot. So we ended up bailing. And we went to a spot where I haven't caught fish there in like four days. I did well last week on it, but the like four days prior, I hadn't caught a fish there. Right. I, mean, I didn't even try. Sure. And, you know, it was just kind of a gut feeling. I looked over there because we're about a mile away. I'm like, yeah, I think... Yeah, there's a there might be something there. Sure. So we went over there. We were the only boat on it. I'm like, this you got to be kidding. That me. makes a big difference too on that spot. Oh yeah, and I work like the north part of it, and I started working it down, and there I, we we caught maybe one twenty inch or something like that, and I'm like, oh, this might be a bust too, and all of a sudden Matt caught one, and then I caught one, and then we caught more, and then we caught a whole bazillion of them, <laughs> and by I I I it did I don't know how long it took from fish number one till fish you know till we ended up filling our box, but I know the end we've put our last under in at ten thirty, and we had a twenty seven. Oh, so anyway, here let me go back a little bit. So we were on the first spot number one, and I we had a twenty four incher in the box. So let me go back and fast forward to where we were at uh, our money spot. And I catch a 26 and a half. And we're looking at this 26 and a half and this 24. And it's like 10 o'clock. And we're in the middle of banging them. Right. And I make like a split second decision like we got to throw that 24 incher out. So we throw it out. The next fish I catch is a 27. Jeez. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, so I, oh, let me, let me take, let's tell you a little side story. I've been off the Red Bull for, <laughs> since January 4th. On tournament day, I was on the Red Bull. I thought I was gonna have a freaking heart attack. I was I was out of my mind. You and were. I, I kept saying, I was like, dude, I'm 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 going crazy here. I've got so much energy built up, and I'm casting and I'm jigging. I'm jigging like nobody's jigged before. Let me tell you, I've got just, I've got just a sweet stroke, baby. I got it, and I I could do no I could do nothing wrong. I just kept getting bit. It was the most illustrious thing on the face of this earth Your and there was there's nobody there's nobody there and I'm, I'm like oh my god I, and i kept saying that i'm gonna have a heart attack i'm gonna have a freaking heart attack right now so um so leaving that spot we had an 18 and a half was our small we had a 19 and a 19 and three quarter and then a 26 and a half and a 27 people started like kind of working around us mm-hmm. so we ended up bailing like, let's save this spot. We've got what we need. Sure. Hopefully I'm, these folks won't figure out where they're at. Right. And I watched the big green baron just float right over it. Mm. And and that essentially kind of ruined Busted what I it. had going. Yeah. Which is fine. That actually, I think, played to our favor that day. Sure. Um, so then when we went and hung out by you. Yep. And we didn't catch any upgrades there, but we caught a bunch there. And we actually... I, I don't even know why I ended up drifting that far in, but I was just in like a big shallow sand flat and there was a bunch of fish in there too. Yeah. And, uh, that, th- I didn't know about those fish until we were sort of desperate, You're, I, you know, like trying something new. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. I just kind of happened upon them. Right. I was like, well, it's sand. It's probably good. <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sand and wind. Sounds good. But then we looked at the clock and it's like noon. I'm like, okay, well, we've got two options. We, we can either stay here and try and upgrade that 18 and a half, 
or we can go back to Walker, you know, maybe try and pre-fish something for tomorrow. Sure. And so we did. We ended up driving back, and it took us an hour and, like, ten minutes to get back to Walker. You were just babying it, though. Well, I couldn't get on plane. I had to just nose up. Sure. It was, the waves were too big. I, I, try, I did get on plane, took two over the front. <laughs> I'm like, eh, no, we're going to nose up on this sucker. You know, I only got a 17 and a half foot boat. Right, you know, right. it takes the waves fine, but you got to go, you got to be smart about it. Yeah. I watched you riding back and I was like, God, that is a comfy boat ride for both people and fish. Yeah. Like you were taking care of everybody in the boat. And we'd stop every like seven minutes, open the live wells. All right, let's get back at her. Right. And uh, yeah, so it took us a long time, but you know, we knew we had time. Right. And I, crazy thing, first time in two years, I haven't broke, I didn't break, break anything, anything onto my, on my lower unit. <laughs> yeah. Didn't hit any rocks or anything. And I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. I should do this more often. <laughs> it's funny. The only time I run in Agency Bay and through the Roosevelt Canal is for the tournament, for the most part. Otherwise, you'll go around the Walker Narrows? Well, no, or? I just never. Oh. I mean, I don't run. Like, why would you make that run unless you had to, you know? You'd get on the. I bet you could do it in eight parsecs. Maybe with a really fast boat. Maybe with the Millennial Falcon. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't. I it's your where you broke your skeg. It's pretty easy, but like if you don't do it a lot, like the the drive in there, I was like, oh god, I know I can break something in here. How did he do that again? And then, and you know what he I, did? Uh, so now I learned my lesson clearly. He tried to get me to go around again. No way. I'm like, man, we've done this how no many way. times? This is the fifth year. You go through the middle. Right. And he's like, no, you got to go this way. I'm like, no, I know better. I actually put a mark on it. Sure. Like where I need to go. Right. It's a good idea. Yeah. I wonder what's in his head. Because if you saw it for the first time, like buoy on my left, buoy on my right, giant opening in between, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But he wants to run if you're going towards the Roosevelt Canal... The right side. He wants to run on the right side yeah. inside of that buoy. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Sorry, Matt. <sighs> not, to, not to bash you. Anyway. Between the buoys. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. All of the time. I All of the that. time. Between the buoys. Yeah. There's a country song that has that line. Anyway. <laughs> day one. Yeah. So we ended up going... And then we went to Walker, and we fished a spot that we banged him on last tournament when the wind was blowing and we caught like 10 more there we caught like a 25 and a you know we upgraded our 18 to a 19 and a quarter and it's like yeah all right everything's going great here you know feeling really good we go and weigh in at about three o'clock and we ended up with 17.22 put us in fifth place right huge bag yeah yeah i was and the worst part is, so I woke up on uh, day number two, incredibly optimistic. Like, there was there was not a doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to be in the hunt for this sucker. Like, this bitch is mine. <laughs> right? Yeah. Get up, and we get out, and there was nobody on our spot. We got out there, first cast, Matt caught like a 21-incher. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Next cast, I think I missed one or something like that. His third cast, boom, 22-incher. Like, yeah, let's put that in the box. Yeah. Then we're like, dry run, dry run. And then we get to, like, a different part of it. 
boom, I catch one, and he misses one, and I miss one. I'm like, okay, well, we're on this school here. Let's just keep banging these. Yep. Not a bite. Nine o'clock, we leave. Start fishing the humps. We didn't catch another walleye for like four hours. Oof, duh. We were rigging, and evident, clearly rigging was not the, not the ticket there. Um, and what really pissed me off is you come around in my neck, like where I was, and uh, sorry about that, folks. What really got me going you come up on a hump next to us, and I watch you guys catch like two or three of them on a spot that I just ran and fished, didn't get a bite. I'm like, this sucks. Mm-mm. So I started losing my head a little bit. I started just running and gunning. And that was the wrong decision. I should have soaked, I think I should have soaked these fish instead of running and gunning. And uh, we ended up finding a few pods of fish that we could catch, and we ended up... I, we caught eight for the day, all of them between 20 and 22 inches. Mm. So we just, we ended up losing, uh, we, we screwed up on a really good situation. And hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. but I don't know, like in the moment, I don't know how to do what I did wrong correctly. You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. And I, I just really... It sucks. But then I went out and bought a new rod yesterday, so I feel better about myself now. <laughs> so yeah. life's pretty good. A finesse rod. So, and I think that's what it would have taken because those fish were marking really nice. And there's no reason that I shouldn't have been able to catch those fish some way, somehow. Got one on a jigging wrap. That was fun, I guess. I found one spot that I'd, I mean, I'd never fished there before. You know, looked like a good... Well, I actually stopped before the spot that I actually wanted to drive. I was like, there's a mark, and a mark, and a mark, and a mark. Uh, This thing was loaded. We fished it for like an hour. I caught one fish off it. Hmm. (laughs) Sucked. Made me feel... First day, I felt like I'm one of the best fishermen out here. Day two, I'm like, I am the worst (laughs) fisherman out here. I'm not even... I went from one of the best to the absolute worst fisherman out there. It's pretty tough. It 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 sucks. I mean, I've done that a couple times. Well, I haven't done what you've done. That is that is exceptionally difficult. It's exceptionally sucky. Yeah, sucky. Not difficult. Uh, but the, when they go good, it's amazing. It feels great. When they don't go good, it it hurts a lot. The dopamine is just flowing through the body. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. <sighs> and disappointing. And disappointing. We should have both had top ten fish. Oh, for sure! I had a top ten spot for. I had a top ten tournament for sure planned out. I had a top ten finish if I just keep the keep the. Fish you want to know? Ball. It sucks even worse. I went out on Monday, caught nine freaking keepers, <laughs> and like the yeah. same the same stuff I fished all you know all tournament. Right. Caught nine keepers. Yeah. Like oh here's an 18, 19. Landerville did the same thing. Like he pulled into his first spot Monday morning and caught a twenty-seven and a twenty-eight like immediately. No. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking tournament yeah. just kills you. The great thing about guiding is that your job is to have some fun. You know, catch fish, but like it's about having fun. Right. And you get to sort of you have way more control over that. Like you don't always have control about, over how many fish you catch. But you can, like, keep the attitude up, you know, make sure people are having a good time, you know? <laughs> Tournament fishing at noon on Saturday 
Matt and I had, like, a pretty good thing going. We were both just bombing. Like, couldn't get ourselves out of a funk because we were worried about getting another over. Just like, I'm not having any fun right now. Yeah, catching 40. Another 23. Gosh. Anyway. All right. That was a pretty spectacular day, though. It was. That would I would I say think... that would be number two for the year. The second best day of the year was Saturday. Yeah. It was a fun one. That was a fun one. Should we take a break? Yeah, we better. So we all can see in the forecast that the weather's warming up. Water's going to be warming up pretty significantly with the high winds we're supposed to have this week with the, with the you know, warm temps. So um, fish are going to be doing goofy, kind of a unique thing, goofy things here pretty soon. Um, so one way that you can still get at these shallow fish and get them to bite, even though you're not jigging, um, is by doing some of your like midsummer tactics is a little different way. Mm-hmm. And Dan, you're good at that. I'm bad at it. But you're good at it. I don't know if I'm tell that us, good at it. Tell us how. When I started guiding, I was great at pulling spinners. Now I just feel like I suck at it. Anyway, I think that a great thing for the weekend, this weekend. Especially. Any, especially this weekend and even into next week. We actually, like the water is going to continue to warm. But the the highs are not that high. They're in like next week. They're in like the the low seventies and high sixties. Yeah, that'll be. And then I think then it'll continue to be a jig in the middle, but a jig in a leech bite. But this weekend with the eighty degree temperature, I just don't see them eating minnows that great. Right. Unless it's really blowing. Yeah. So I think some pulling some spinners in shallow water would be good. I know a couple guys were doing that during the tournament and did did okay. Um, pulling spinners. In the shallow water where you'd maybe be pitching jigs or drifting would be, I think that's worth trying this this time of year. And you want to have a spinner that's going to pull, that, that's going to spin at like a mile or one point. You know, like you want to be able to go slow with whatever rig you're going to use. Yeah, because the water is just not that hot. Right, maybe 1.2, which is like the classic spinner rig speed will work. But you do, you don't want to, you don't want to not be able to go slower. So right. There's all sorts of different spinners that'll still that'll still turn down to like 0. 0.8, 0. 0.7, like a smile blade. Even just a slow death rig might be a good good option for for this weekend. And what kind of weight system are you gonna put on that? So I'm thinking about that. The bo- the bottom bouncer, the classic bottom bouncer, is kind of a hassle, especially in shallow water. Especially in shallow water, and it's a hassle in your boat. They tangle up all the time. So I think I'm going to use my rock runner system, you know, the ones I Lindy rig with, and just go up to an ounce. You might have to get a little bit more line out than you're used to with your bottom bouncers, but you can still then switch back to Lindy rigging if you want to. For sure. Uh, It doesn't take anything. Yeah. I think that's a simple way to to do a spinner system in in shallow water. I was also thinking maybe just a simple bullet weight. Like do a real light bullet weight and let out a pile of... Because if they're in as shallow of water as they've been in this week, yep, that might be the way to go. Just to just so you have the boat separation, just to keep going. I think boat separation is more important than bottom being on the bottom. Being on the bottom. I didn't tell you. So on Saturday, I had a fish follow up to the boat and eat it. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I couldn't do anything wrong. I I I was the incredible fisherman on Saturday. Right, I couldn't screw up at all. Even if I started pulling in too early, they'd just come up and eat it. It didn't matter. Uh, that'd be one thing I'd do. You have a, a like ahead of the game 
thing you're thinking about? So I wouldn't be afraid to try a jigging wrap. Yeah. But you, I fished mine differently than I do in the midsummer. I was letting it sit on the bottom a long time yeah. before I before I jig it. Yep. Um, and even when I jigged it, I'd do about a half a jig stroke. Yeah. But that just if you do it that way, you have to be on your game. That if you feel anything, you have Giddy to up. double it. Giddy up. Yep. 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 And uh, Cole Yolenkamp has got the giddy up. If sure. Cole, Cole, if you come up, jig wrap. You'll catch him. Cole will catch him. I bet he could. <sighs> He's got the giddy up, buddy. Yeah, he does. That's a hard thing to, without experience, it's a hard thing to... Understand and, yep. and know. Just sort of freak out. Like, I think that's the thing that you... Sh- like, that's the easiest way to explain it. Like, if you're doing little jig strokes with a jig wrap and you feel anything a little bit goofy, you gotta just freak... If you do that, I think you'll probably get hooks into them. Oh, yeah. I don't know for sure. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, what kind of jig stroke works this time of year? Don't know. Slow and steady. Slow and steady? Ugh, I don't like that. I don't either. I like just smashing it into their face. I love to just, as fast and hard, I understand. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, those are two pretty good tips. I think so. Do those things. That that could make a day for a, quite a few people if they try those things. Especially in the little lakes. They're going to warm up so quick. Yeah. Yeah. One more break. Let's do it. They're called the Phantom Tillies. They're similar to the Snap Wrap, but they've got a bigger profile. And one thing that's nice about them is they're not as heavy as, like, your traditional Jig and Wrap or a, or a Johnny Darter. They... They're, they've got the size profile, but a little bit smaller weight, so they'd be perfect for pitching in shallow rocks, uh, sand, or weeds. Uh, the one thing I will suggest is you run the size 7 and run it at a little, and jig it at a little slower speed, and make sure you've got plenty of time for that, for that tilly to hit the bottom because of that half, you know, it's essentially half the weight. Give it time so it hits the bottom, and give it plenty of time to rest in this, in this cooler water because usually... With jigging wraps, you know, we're dealing with warmer water. But that's my tackle tip of the week presented by the One Stop Longo. So, okay, so um, this is a great time of year to use your graph and feel real good about using it. Says who? Me. Well, what do you know? I know that I use my graph and feel real good about it this time of year. Whatever. So that would be what type of evidence? Empirical. No. Nope. Anecdotal. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yep. But I, I think it's true. It's a great time to, to mark fish. These fish this time of year, like Leech Lake is a good example, but we're seeing them on woman When too. I did it on woman, I could see fish super easy. Yeah, the, they're, they're up off the bottom. Yeah, a, like a foot. Right. Which like, is high. You go, that's a fish. You know, right. you tell your customers, that's a fish right there. And so just a couple tips for people this time of year, if you're looking at hard bottoms, um, often dealing with sand and rock, what are some things people can look for to to know that they're actually marking fish and not something else? Yeah, not dead weeds yeah. or rock. Go ahead. You go first. Um, so for me, I have a Helix 7. It is not the best. It's a good graph, but it's not the best graph in the world, and you can't finely tune them like you can like the old, like you have an 859. 1199. 11, 1199. So my 859 actually had a better sonar than the Helix so. does for sure. At least I could tune it better. Gotcha. Um, but one thing, I mean, you get used to it. And the one thing that, you know, and you taught me this, 
is don't just as you're better off assuming it's a rock than a fish. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're guessing, assume it's a rock, because when you're certain, you are a hundred percent certain that that is a fish. And if you can see them up off the bottom, generally they're a catchable fish. Yeah. Um, like today I was on Woman. Uh, I saw fish, you know, pretty consistently. Now that I know what a fish looks like, but it, it took until like eleven o'clock for those fish to become like catchable fish in my eyes. Sure. You know, they were hugging bottom in a sand bottom in like twenty six feet of water. I'm like, and we fished them all day and we couldn't we couldn't catch them. Sure. But then boom, eleven o'clock happened. Those fish just magically rose up a foot, and bing, bang, boom, mm-hmm. caught them. Yeah. So, um, I guess I don't know where I'm going with it, but that's something I noticed. I think it's also the time of year to be a little picky, like on leech especially, well, specifically. Specifically. Leech, you can be picky about which ones you fish. So, like, if you're confident about marking them, Look for the ones that are up. Look for like look for the ones you're gonna catch. Right. There's a pile of them out on that offshore stuff now, and and this time of year, sometimes I'll drive and mark fish, and I say no, let's go look for some different ones. Right. That's a nice luxury to have. Doesn't happen all on it, all. It's like a on, two week period that right. we've got that it's on that stuff especially. Yep. I liked how you said like default to it's a rock. Like mm-hmm. if your screen looks too good. They're rocks, right? right? Wouldn't you right. agree? Boom, boom, boom. Right. You know, you can't see my hand gestures, but, you know, if it looks like a lot of McDonald's M's, yeah, those are rocks. Yeah. Don't assume they're fish. Otherwise, you're going to fish dead water. Yep, yep. And and if you and a lot of people say that. They say, like, God, I doubt if my if my graph can mark fish. And I always say, it, it if you're, and then I ask them what unit they're running. And if they're running a good unit, I'm like, yeah, it can. You're just not over them right now. Like, there's a lot of time you spend not over fish. That's right. true for both of us. Mm-hmm. We drive a lot. I On Monday, I drove to the point where it was painstaking. I'm like, I know these people want to fish, but I haven't found them yet. I drove, you know? like, 45 minutes today. Yeah. You have to, at this time of year, you should be looking for them on your, it on is, your unit. Uh, what I told them today is I said, it is pointless for us to fish until I mark them. Right. Because what are we going to maybe catch a pike or something? Yeah. Or a couple perch? Right. Like if, especially when they're out in this deeper water. It is pointless for us to fish until We're, I see them. Yeah, I'm going to see them. Just give me some time. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, for sure default to their weeds or rocks. Yeah. Because um, when you, like, I certainly saw fish today. Like, it wasn't rocks or weeds. But at least I knew I was over them. Right, yeah. The, the graphing thing, the electronics thing is always tricky to talk about because we're learning as, I learn every day, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I do, most days I feel pretty confident in what I'm what I'm looking at now. Are you and pretty comfortable marking fish in like under 12 feet of water? I don't, I don't rule water out if I don't see them in there. Right. I'll say that. Like I, I can see them in like, there. Like today we drifted over a few mm-hmm. in like 12 and I was like, yeah, I think that's a fish. And sure. boom, we caught them. Right. They, they usually, those fish, even if they're hungry, they're often on the bottom, though. That's right, what I've found. Right. They, like, the shallow fish, like otter tail or big hardwoods, like that stuff, the, they, it's they... It's all super firm. They're laying right on the bottom. But they're hungry, they'll, they'll eat. And those are the ones where I'm like, I think we're looking at fish. Let's, we better try this. So I don't rule a shallow spot out because I don't mark them, but you can still mark them, if that makes sense. Yep. I don't know. Their potential's still there. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, let's do a week in review. Week in preview. That's what I mean. Yeah. Words are hard. Um, this weekend uh, could be. There's going to be a lot of fish to, to be caught. I think there you're going to be able to find ones that that uh, cooperate. Might be a little tough with the warm weather, but we've got wind that comes with the warm right. weather. 10 to 20 pretty much every yep. day. I do think today was a perfect example. I chose to catch them shallow today. I could catch them deep, but I chose to catch them shallow. My customer likes catching them shallow. That's what we did. This evening, uh, not much wind. I think I have to catch them deeper. Yeah. And I think that'll be true this weekend, depending on the conditions. They're right, super shallow. If the if they're wrong, look. And I think them. especially like your morning trip, like your more if you're gonna go out in the mornings and the water's gonna be cooler, get to those shorelines. Like wait, save the save the hump stuff for the evenings. Yeah. Um, the water is gonna be warming up, and then you're gonna want to be you know you're gonna be doing more precision fishing. Yep. You know you're gonna want to be using snells and whatnot. Um, wait wait to use those especially if you've only got a handful of them. Wait for the evenings to do that, and if you've got an abundance of shoreline that you like to fish, fish the shorelines first. They're going to be great in the mornings. I'm, I, I'm betting the betting the barn on it, yep. betting the farm on it. Um, and then my evening trips, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fish the offshore stuff. Yep. Like that's my that's my whole plan. I think that's a good plan. Often, too, I've had days where I feel great about the humps because I did good on them the day before. They don't always get going until later in the in the morning. I think because that water's mm-hmm. got to warm up. Yeah. Because they're sitting in, you know, three times as much water as those shallow fish are. Right. For some, that, I don't know for sure why, but that is for sure a thing. So, good fishing weekend for sure. Especially warm and windy on a warm, like, from the spring, in the springtime, warm and windy is good. Great. But it's not sustainable. But luckily, we've got cold weather coming. Right. Um. Yeah, it may not sound great as like a recreational person, but that's great for a fisherman like yeah, us. Yep. I think we're having a great spring. <laughs> this is a heck of a lot. This is one of the best springs I've had in yeah, a long time. Yep, I agree. I'm happy with the the east side of Leech and all the little lakes. I think the little lakes, the the weed bite is gonna be real good. There was some really good weed growth. Yeah, uh, I think the last couple it's days. sort of taken off. You can see it even in the foliage and like everything is green now. Right. And that happens in the lakes too. So weird. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Yep. Anything else? Anything else you want to discuss or talk um, about? We want, hey, I've got a special request. I want you, Brett Megger, to send me something to talk about for next week. Okay. Why, Brett? He texted me this. I haven't talked to kids since college. He's like, dude, I love the podcast. I'm all caught up. I want you to send me a topic for next week to cover. Okay, appreciate all this. Oh, and I want to thank everybody. After I got so many phone calls and texts on Saturday night. Hey, good job. Mm-hmm. We're rooting for you. I want to say thank you to everybody yeah. who is really rooting for me. I'm not used to it. Everyone usually wants to beat me, <laughs> um, makes fun of me. But thank you for that. I mean, it, it didn't really help me catch fish, but it helped me morally to, you know. Yeah, we got okay. a little community behind us. This thing's been listened to now like 16,000 times. Something like that. That's crazy. It's great. I, I'm. We get a lot of uh, positive feedback. It's crazy how often you run into somebody you're like, God, I like the podcast. I like the podcast. Yeah, like that you do that. So we appreciate it. And that stuff like keeps us going. We don't like make a bunch of money doing this. We do this because we like it and because people uh, show their show their thanks. I like it so much. I'll drive 30 miles to come pick you up from a resort. 
to do it in my truck. You're the best. You are the best. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. It is 4.49. My trip starts at 5 o'clock. It's time to go. I'm going to go tie some rigs. All right. Thanks for listening.